Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner. On today's show, I have Aaron Duffy of Inspiration Squared. Aaron talked about the first time that she married her love of song and theater into a huge presentation she had back when she was working in corporate and how that changed everything and was truly the catalyst for her stepping into herself and owning, completely owning who she was. My name is Emmy Kirshner. I'm a serial entrepreneur and investor. The one thing that I get asked all the time is, how do you achieve success in business and make an impact? In each episode of the Tribe of Leaders podcast, you'll hear from entrepreneurs and visionaries who share how their leadership has changed not only their lives, but the lives of everybody around them. Hey, could you do me a quick favor? Take a screenshot of this podcast episode right now and post it on your Instagram and tag me and anybody else who you think could benefit from it, especially if you've been finding value. I'm so grateful for you listening. Hey, everybody. I am so super excited, as always, to introduce you to Erin Duffy. Erin and I met at um, something called The Proof, which if you've been following along, I've had Stacey and Dan on a couple of times, and I will link their episodes up in the, uh, the show notes because they are the founders of The Proof. I had such an amazing conversation with Erin. I had to have her on because her story and her why was so fascinating to me. So with that, welcome, Erin, and share who you are and what you do. Thank you, Emmy. It's so great to be here. And thank you so much for having me. I so enjoy your podcast. And I actually did listen to the one Stacey and Dan, the, the separate ones they did. And, and yeah. it was just both such fun conversations. So uh, it's an honor to, uh, to be on your call today. So thank yeah. you. Um, so let's see me. Um, so like you were saying, uh, my company, um, is inspiration squared and I created this company two years ago after leaving corporate America. Um, after 25 years, I felt this calling, uh, to do something different. Um, I had spent 25 years, you know, Grow, you know, growing up in corporate America, climbing up the ladder, um, and really loving it. But I sort of hit that crossroads about, you know, 2016 when I thought something's missing, and I had the opportunity to actually take some time to figure things out. And what ended up coming out was doing my own thing and not jumping back into a job, but creating a company where I work with specifically mid-career professionals that are sort of where I was, that that crossroads in their career, you know, they have all of that experience um, and, you know, uh, education and they climbed up the ladder and they hit this point in their career where they want to take all of those experiences and do something more, and they just don't know how to get there. So I help them to focus and right. define that next act in their career. And I really do that, Emmy, by helping them to rediscover and own the wisdom of their life experiences and their story to create their personal and distinct brand and presence. And then I actually help them take that action to redefine their career. And kind of, in some respects, it's even reclaiming their life as well, kind of taking those parts and pieces of themselves that they've lost through 
you know, climbing up that ladder, reclaiming right. it, owning it and moving forward. And it's, it's been, it's been quite the journey and it's, it's such a, it's such rewarding work for me to work with people that are at that point because the ahas I watch them have and the steps mm-hmm. they take is just, I, there's such joy in it. I have to say, I just, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And isn't it cool because I see with my clients and I'm sure you do too, it, those aha moments where they're really realigning with their true selves mm-hmm. is so incredible. Oh, it is. It just, uh, I have times when they will see something within themselves through the work that we've done together. And you can almost see their, their face and their body just changing as the ahas continue to happen. And sometimes I say, I should take a picture of my client day one and right. the one at the very end of the program I've developed. And I swear, I mean, I would bet you would see a difference in their face um, because of the ahas. Do you see that as well? Yeah. I mean, I, like their whole body becomes more relaxed. Yeah. Like the shoulders are down, they're smiling more, they're, mm-hmm. they have a just more casual mm-hmm. and yet still like far more confident. Yes. Too. Yes. The confidence and the glow is what I call it. It's just, they just have this glow about them and that, and, and, and it's in that confidence of carrying themselves. Um, and even what I see too is even their voice changes. Like their voice right. is more full and more they, theirs. They're no longer questioning what is coming out of their mouth. They are very confident in who they are and bringing that to the world. And to me, that is the greatest uh, pleasure I get and the joy I get because as I say to all my clients, it's like the world needs you. They need you to fully be there. They, they want mm-hmm. all of you. Uh, and if they get that, oh, you know, we're so much better off, you know, um, and, and and when you and I both see that in our clients, you know, the satisfaction and just the grace in it. It's just, mm-hmm. I, I, it, I love it. I'm, I, I really do enjoy the work. Yeah. I have a whole bunch of questions I want to ask you but before mm-hmm. we get, we get into that. I want to circle back a little bit and kind of connect your proof story and um, something that I read in your bio. Um, mm-hmm about being on the way to pitch a fortune 100 company and you know losing the business would have been like huge mm-hmm. and you just like you flipped on or turned on this this um you know stage singer actor mm-hmm. role and it, i think it, that was like a transition moment for you can you share a little bit about that and then connect that back to the story that you told on the proof stage Yes, most definitely. Um, so just so your listeners um, know, I, for 25 years, I, I sort of managed a dual career. Um, I was in a creative agency. I rose to the level of vice president. I did that for 25 years, loved it. I was also a singer actor, a professional singer actor. So I was doing both at the same time um, and honing both those skills at the same time and enjoying both careers. Um, And what Emmy's referring to is uh, this was sort of in the early 2000s, I want to say it was like 2002, 2003. My creative agency was um, 
was working with a Fortune 100 company, and they had been one of our biggest clients uh, for at least 10, 15 years. And, and if a lot of listeners know about the agency world at that time, what was happening is major corporations were starting to consolidate down the number of agencies. So suddenly we were facing that. And this company had said, okay, all you agencies, we are now going to take you all down to just five agencies. And, and let me just kind of put perspective on that number. There were probably over 200 agencies worldwide that were serving this one client. And they wow. had made this decision, hey, we need to consolidate and it's going to be five. And right. so you can imagine how, you know, scary that time was for us because to be very honest, at that time, 80% of our business was from this company. So mm -hmm. for us, it was, it was pretty um, daunting. Uh, so we, we did all the jump through all the hurdles um, and they finally you know, called that list down to 10 and we were one of the 10. And then we all had to head up to the corporate office and do a two hour presentation. So I was one of the people brought in for that presentation. And of course I was nervous as heck. And, you know, we spent the whole weekend together uh, making sure the presentation was ready to roll. And we were, we all, there were five of us on our team and we were ready to go Monday we were driving up to where the company was in Silicon Valley and our driver, um, we had a big van, uh, he drove us up there because not all of us were way too nervous to drive. And as we were driving up there, I was in the back of the van and my, um, one of the gals I worked with, she's a VP, she had said, what's that noise? What is that noise in the van? And and I'm like, oh my goodness. And what I didn't realize is I was sitting in the back of the van and I was warming up as if I was warming up for a singing gig. I had no idea. It was just, I was doing vocal exercises at the back of the van. And everybody was like, what is that sound? I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, it's just me. And I didn't realize why I was doing it. I was just doing it. Then we got to the corporate office. We were sitting in the lobby, ready, you know, waiting to go upstairs. And mm -hmm. I went into the ladies' room and did the same thing. I was at the sink and I was literally doing vocal warm-ups. And so as you know, the finally they came downstairs to bring us upstairs. And the whole time we were getting ready to go into this room, and I was in my head, I was like preparing myself as if I was going onto a vocal gig. I was subconsciously doing this, Emmy. I wasn't thinking, oh, I should do this. It was just happening. Right. So then we get to this room, and if you can imagine, there were 25 people we were presenting to that were representing the entire, entire global Marcom organization. And, right. and there's like six people on the phone, and then we were at the front of the room. And so, you know, my boss goes, he does his thing. He sounds great. Sounds very, you know, has all the right business terms, all the right marketing terms. Sounds really professional. Everything sounds really great. You know, the other gal goes, she goes, she sounds fantastic. And just so everybody knows, I never liked presentations. And everybody laughs at me because being an actor singer, you think you would love presentations, but I hated presentations. And the main reason I hate presentations is because I just never felt authentic. Right. I always felt like I had to be like somebody else. I had to sound like that smart person or that guy, God, he has his MBA and my God, he sounds so smart. I should be like him. And oh God, she's so good in business. I should sound like her. And I never really was confident in how I spoke. And so then it came my turn. 
And what was weird, Emmy, all of a sudden something switched in me and it's like, okay, you got to go, let's go. And I start presenting. And what was interesting is I just, I no longer worried about, I better sound like the rest of the people. It's like, cause this is a make a break moment for us. Right. And right. I literally just started, I started speaking and I started talking and I'm looking people in the eyes and I'm telling stories and they're all nodding and they're smiling. And I, cause I'm presenting a big case study and they're just, their eyes are on me. And, um, and I'm just, you know, expressing you know, all the detail and color of this case study and bringing these people in and they're just laughing and they're nodding and they're getting it. And it was like, I didn't feel like I was presenting. So then I finish and then the other two people on our team go, we're done, we're out of there. And of course, we're all hoping we're gonna get this business because again, it's five are not gonna get it. And so we get back to the offices and my boss, the owner of the company gets a phone call from the wife of the person who's the head of Marcom for this company. And she says, hey, just wanna let you know, I spoke to her husband and he said he thinks you guys did really well. He thinks you might get it, but he said something really interesting. And my boss says, well, what's that? He goes, well, he had said, gosh, if they were smart, they would have had Aaron do the whole thing. <laughs> and I'm like, when he brought me in and said that to me, I was like, what? You know, like, you know, the one who hates presentations. And I'm like, really? And I kept thinking, I walked back. I'm like, what was that all about? And what I realized is that I brought my true authentic voice to that room. Mm -hmm. I brought Aaron there. I looked you in the eye. I talked to you directly. I made a connection with you. And what I did by doing this, I grounded that room and they knew that they were heard and they knew I understood their problem and they knew I'd take care of them. It's basically what I do on stage when I'm up there singing a song. I'm a cabaret singer as well, which is story and song. That's what I do as a singer. So I kind of brought all of my, you know, uh, performing experience okay. and training. And basically, you guys, what I what is really what makes me unique and really where I am most comfortable. I brought all of Aaron to that room. And by doing that, one, we get that comment, right, which still to this day, like blew me away. But then in the end, we ended up getting the business. and. Awesome. Yeah, and it was just amazing. And so it's it, what's so interesting about that story is that stayed with me forever because I learned a little nugget there was like, gosh darn it, Aaron, when you are in that room and you showed up 100% you with no judgment, with the confidence that it's all you, that's what they want. My goodness, people heard you, people listened, people wanted to be part of what you're doing. And uh, every time I incorporated that through my business life, every time I brought myself fully to a room, whether it was a one-on-one -on -one with something or, or in a conference or a board meeting or whatever it was, if I went in confidently Aaron, the transformation for myself as well as that room was unimaginable before when I wasn't doing that. It was like people, it's like you could feel it in a room. People get more grounded. They're looking at you. They want part of what you're doing. 
They want to know you. They want to share in in, in you. And, and, and honestly, that was the nucleus of the business I created. Of course, it took me 15 years later to finally decide to do something with it. But that is really what what I always look back at that story. And that was really that beginning of that aha for me. Um, and what I really do teach, you know, my clients, it's like, they want you. And, and what I do believe, and this is why I kind of focused in on the mid-career professionals, because, you know, you have those 10, 20 years of work experience and, you have your education, you're climbing up the ladder, you're making good money and, and you're being, you're taken seriously. And that you hit a point where it's like, okay, I did this, but gosh, darn it. Something's missing. Part of me is not, not feeling right. There's something missing and I just don't know how to tap back in there. But I really want to reclaim that part of me and take that part into the world. Um, and that to me is your essence. It is that true 100% essence of you that the world really does deserve and your career deserves it. And really your life deserves that. Yeah. Would you consider that your biggest leadership lesson to date? Yes, completely. I would. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, I think, pretty huge. Yeah. And I have to say it's been 20 some odd years since I've been even close to corporate. So mm-hmm. Like my take on on that whole journey is that it's really difficult to be you. And I'm mm-hmm. curious, like, as you're working with these mid-career professionals who are at that what next place, mm-hmm. you know, are they, is it really a discovery process for them or, you know, kind of for you pulling out and reconnecting who their true authentic selves are so they can tell their stories? Yeah, you know, it really is. It, it, it's a discovery process in many respects, because what's happened since, you know, they left college or when they entered the workforce, you know, we're young. And, and I remember, and, and again, this really comes out of my own experience, you know, you, you get into the world and I, I was so fortunate because I, when I first job out of college was a Hewlett Packard and Hewlett Packard back in the 80s and 90s was just like, it was the gold standard. Everybody wanted to work there. And I got to start there. And what a gorgeous place to start. I I had so many incredible leaders above me that I learned from. And what I remember is letting go of the little bits and parts of myself as I was climbing up that ladder. You know, I, you start to emulate people like, oh, I love her leadership style or, oh, I like what, oh, see, he did that. And gosh, if I do a little bit of that, maybe I'll get good at that. And then forgetting that there's part of me that, oh, if I brought that to the world, they might want that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you get to a point at that mid-career where you actually have that and you know it's missing or you know it's there, but you don't know how to tap back into it. So yeah, in some ways it's rediscovering those pieces that uniquely and distinctly make you who you are and bringing them forward. And almost embracing them again. Um, And it is through a real discovery process because we really first start, you know, with this idea of um, your emotional satisfaction, DNA, um, which is, you know, tapping into the things that really excite you and make you who you are. Um, And then, you know, once we go there, then we go 
we tap back into what your top five values are. And what's really interesting, I mean, I bet you do this as well, mm-hmm. getting people to focus in what those are. And I have a real fun exercise I take them through to get there because a lot of people will say, oh yeah, I have great values. Or they're like, oh, you know, I, you know, I, 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 you know I'm a very kind person. I have a lot of integrity. That, but they can't really own them. Like they'll say, oh yeah, I have them, but they can't name them. And even if right. they name them, they can't tell you much about them. And so what happens is I have this exercise where we really hone in on it. And this is where I start to tap into their story because not mm-hmm. only do we identify those five top values, then I say, okay, now tell me a story where that value shows up. And what I'm starting to do is have them own it at a much more cellular level because what mm-hmm. happens is if you figure that story and you tell me a story about let's say your your value is integrity and you okay now write a story about where that showed up anywhere this it could be your childhood it doesn't matter just what that story is once that story comes in out suddenly it's cemented back in their brain suddenly right. they own that value. They start walking mm-hmm. around in their values. It's And they can name them and be very proud of it. And just that one exercise takes them forward in a way that they is unimaginable because again, we're tapping back inside to them. It's not outward, it's in them. Mm-hmm. And, and then we do the same thing with the traits as well. And then once we've like done this whole thing around values, traits, and skills, because everybody's skills are different. And sometimes people don't think of how their unique skills really do make them a very unique individual. Um, And so we really tap into that and match them up with stories. And what I'm doing with the story too, is I'm starting to open up their brain again, open up their mind and their heart to their uniqueness and their unique voice. Um, and then after that process, then I do go into the big section, which is, you know, capturing the wisdom of your defining life stories. And we go back, you know, childhood, teenage years, you know, college years, or what I call your starting out years. Um, and then you're adult and ask these just great questions to get you to think back at that time, you know, your favorite teacher, tell me, a, you know, tell me a story about when a teacher changed your life, you know, and, you know, and multiple and every section has like 10, 10 really great questions that mm-hmm. get you thinking and tapping back in to the stories. And what's interesting, I mean, is they start to see the threads all yeah. the way, these threads that it's like, oh, And then I ask really pointed questions after all those stories. It's like, okay, how's that showing up today? How's that, Mm -hmm. is that part of your voice showing up today? Why not? And it's like, you can see that sometimes there's tears, some there's just laughter. And sometimes it's just like, aha, it's like, I don't know. And I really love that about me. Why isn't it showing up? I mean, it's just so revealing um, and very open hearted. Like I can feel like their heart just opening up. And that's the part. It's them uniquely. Um, and people can see the difference. You know, what I love about my program is that from day one, you start to see a difference, that you can see the change happening. It's not like, okay, start this program and nine weeks later, right? it's like throughout the whole thing because they're starting to embrace the parts of themselves that they, they're missing or they love and they just haven't brought it out to the world. They kind of hold it in a nice box at home and only maybe their 
significant other sees it or maybe their kids uh-huh. see it, but not outside the house. You know, it's like, uh-uh, like it, the world needs us. And I, you know, I've said this, and I think you and I talked about this when uh, we were in Philadelphia was, you know, I always say, and I refer back to Barbara Cook, who is a famous, famous Broadway actress and uh, cabaret star. Unfortunately, we lost her a few years ago, but she used to say, if you show up 100% authentic on that stage, you have no competition. And I truly believe that with professionals. If all of us showed up every single day, 100% authentically us, we have no competition. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody can be you. I mean, nobody can be me. And, and yet the world wants you to be that. We're so powerful. We are so, so powerful when we can be 100% us. And the world is screaming for that. And that's my, if, if, if there's any small gift I can give back to the world is if I can help people get there, that to me is, is just, excuse me, just grace for me. It's just to open that up for other people. Which is such an incredible gift. Mm. Like it, Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. And it, I mean, hearing you describe how you work sounds like your coaching program is very different than other coaching programs or, or frameworks um, because it really does touch the heart and allows somebody mm-hmm. to kind of reconnect all of those pieces that they mm-hmm. may have forgotten about and then mm-hmm. and then bring them forward into where they're living into that or not mm-hmm. you know, presently. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I do, I have a core value uh, exercise I take my people through. And a lot of times they're like, well, I have, I'm down to 20 and I can't, you know, I can't get it down anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 we're going to, we're going to get to five and there's going to be some like definitive meaning. Yeah, exactly. And it's fun when you do that, isn't it? When it's like, oh no, yeah. I can't get bullied. No, 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 no. You have to get that down to five. Yeah. And, and don't you find the same thing when they do get it down to five and they clearly see it? It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's as somebody opened a window and let in the sunshine. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And they just own it and they can name them. That's what I love. It's like, if you were to see that person on the street and ask them the next day, like what they're talking about, they would tell you because they suddenly just own them and they're walking the talk. It's just yeah. incredible to watch. Um, and it seems, it seems so simple and yet it really isn't because people never get down to that granular level. Even when we were, when you remember when we were in grade school and high school and even college, we talk about values, but we never get to own them that way. You know, yeah, or somebody definitely. tells you what you should value, or you might have a parent or a loved one tell you, well, you know, these are your values because you grew up this way. It's like, no, you values are truly unique unique to that individual. Um, and even the worry, because you know, like, it's so funny when you get it down from like a hundred down to five, there right. are many words that are similar in definition, but the word itself has different meaning for that person. So that's why they will choose one yeah. word over the other. And that's the beauty to watch yeah. that happen. Yeah. It, yeah. It's so cool. It's so cool. And they start to make decisions and and kind of inform their life, if you will, based mm-hmm. on those five words, which is really cool. Very I'm curious. Much. Yeah, I'm curious though, for somebody who's kind of maybe they haven't even thought completely of the what's next question, but they're mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm not fulfilled. What is the right time to take action to transform your career? 
It, you know, you just hit it right on the nose. When you start to have, you start to ask that question, you know, the, the question of, you know, what's next for me? Or I'm tired of feeling unsatisfied. I'm tired of coming in and feeling stagnant. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to, I want to feel reinvigorated. I want, I want to feel enthused again. I want to feel curiosity and gosh, darn it. I haven't felt that in years. It's those moments, those moments when you know, you're driving into work and it's a drudgery or you're driving in and you just feel like, gosh, is, is there more? You know, is there more to this? And also Mm -hmm. uh, there are people, there are, there are clients I've had that a lot of it's fear, fear of leaving, you know, there's, there's safety, obviously, you know, our jobs provide us with a lot of security. I believe me, I get that because that, that is, that was me. And, and I had a wonderful, wonderful job. I understand that security piece. I understand too, what it's like to put that above what you desire and what is important and what you're passionate about, what your mission and passion should be number one over your security. And what I mean, I'm not telling you to quit your job because what's interesting, I've had quite a few clients that have come to me with the intent of, I hate this place. I'm done with this job. I don't know what to do, but man, they pay me really well. So I just am stuck, Aaron. What do I do? And it's like, okay. And we'll go through this program. What's really interesting, I mean, I've had a couple that it wasn't the job itself. And actually, it wasn't the company. It was that they weren't allowing themselves to freely show up fully and presently at work. And once they started to reclaim and own those parts of themselves that they just weren't showing up with, suddenly like, you know what? I really do value this company. I love what this company stands for. And I realized I just don't want to do this anymore, but gosh, I have this, there's so many other opportunities in the company. And guess what? Hugh Resources called me the other day and said, hey, I know that you've been looking and I think you might like this job because it kind of aligns with where you're going. I mean, people get stuck in holes. A lot of times they think this is it. I have no place right, else to right. go. And so they close themselves off to opportunity and the opportunity could be right next door. It may not mean I have to leave this company. It's just like, if you feel that little nudge going on saying, what more, what's next? Or why do I feel stuck? This is the time to find out because you may find your stuckness is really just you just expressing more of who you are. And suddenly the doors will open up and that door may just be right next door. It may be in the company you're in, maybe yeah. in the department you're in. It's just that it may be you asking your boss, hey, you know what? I've been doing X for so long. Is it possible for me to like move in this direction? Because I really have a passion for what we do here. I mean, it's, it's that simple. Um, right. It's just the fear gets in the way. And that to me is that stagnant, stuck, unsatisfied mm-hmm. thing that goes on inside us. Right, right. Yeah. And that's, I think that's so well said in that. Uh, I mean, it happens for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, we're innately designed to play it safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm sure that once they've reconnected to that, and they are starting to look for the opportunities within the company that mm-hmm. a ton of things show up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, and, yeah. and they and they really they do they do start showing up. 
because what's interesting too is that being a mid-career professional, we're different than people coming out of college or people oh, yeah. in their career. I mean, you're coming to the table with so much experience and, you know, in-depth skills and and you even you even have an intuition for the type of work that you like or the type of things you want to do. Mm-hmm. And also what you value. I mean, what you do value in your work, you kind of have the intuition for that because you have years of experience. And and that that's what it kind of puts us in a different place than those people starting out. We put so much focus on people who are starting out in their career. What we don't realize is when we're mid-career professionals. This is the time where it's like you're kind of at your strongest because you got that experience and you also are a lot braver than you were when you first started out. You're a lot braver to say, you know what? I actually don't like this anymore. You know, I want to reinvigorate my career, you know. And and it's it's actually a beautiful place because to me, we are now at that time in our career where we get to kind of call the shots. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a matter of us getting out of our way of those limiting beliefs that we may have. It's just like, okay, let me get out of the way. And that's kind of where I help them. Let's get you out of your way. Let's get back in there and let's bring you out fully. Let's find all of that that really makes you passionate, you know, and what are the things that brings you, the, the unique part of you brings that out so that world sees you that way. Um, right. Because the work, the mission, it's out there for you. You just have to define it. Yeah. Now you have a really cool micro course, right? And it's called Escape Your Mid Career Slump. Escape, yes, I call it Dare to Dream. Escape okay. the Mid Career <laughs> Slump. And we're and gonna put the <laughs> yeah, we're gonna put the link in the show notes. But can you tell everybody a little bit about that? Yeah. So what I've done is I um, create this free gift, and it's it's available now, and it really is for you mid career professionals that are truly looking to reinvigorate your career and find the answer to what next. Um, and in it, you know, I'm going to teach you the three simple golden nuggets from my program. And I'm also tapping back into my journey. So throughout the micro course, you're going to hear about how I kind of found my way through this journey. And I, I think those stories are going to be really, really helpful to a lot of people because you're going to see oh, yeah. yourself in my stories. You're really going to see it. Um, and it's, it's only 20 minutes. It's a 20, it's five, five modules. Each module is like three to four minutes. And um, it's a lot of fun. I think you'll really enjoy it, especially if you're le- learning to or wanting to reinvigorate your career. It might be that one little nugget or nudge you need to, to take mm-hmm. that next step. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. I have one more question because um, we do have to wrap up. Would you mm-hmm. mind singing for us? Because I heard you saying uh, the proof and you have the most beautiful voice. Oh, Emmy, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I could, I could definitely say, I don't know how the microphone is going to be on this. So hopefully I'll sound okay on, uh, on this mic, but, um, you know what I'm going to sing? Um, and I highly recommend people going to see the proof talk because you'll get to see me sing, um, over the rainbow or parts of over the rainbow, which is the first song I ever sung in public, um, when I was in third grade. Um, but I'm going to sing a song, I think 
everybody can relate to. Um, it's one of my favorite songs and it's called um, Wonderful World. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll see how this turns Ooh, out. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Hmm. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white. The bright blessed day and the dark sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow so pretty in the sky are also on the faces of people passing by. I see friends shaking hands saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies crying and I watch them grow. They'll learn much more than I'll ever know. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world I think to myself what a wonderful world yay <laughs> thank you so so much thank you Abby that's what you do you bring the wonder to this wonderful world that is for sure oh, so thank, thank you for this podcast thank it's you. lovely Oh, thank you. Can you share with everybody too um, where they can find you? Uh, yes, you can find me on my website, which is www.inspirationsquared.com. And it's inspiration, S-Q-R-D.com. Um, and you'll find me there actually. And then you can always find me on email as well, which is Erin Duffy at inspiration, um, inspirationsquared.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on. And for everybody who's listening, we will see you next week with another amazing guest. As an entrepreneur, do you ever feel isolated, like you're just grinding away and not getting to the place or reaching the goals that you want? Maybe you've realized that you just spent days, weeks, or even months trying to accomplish something only to figure out that the answer that you have would have saved you all of that time. I know I've had that experience and my clients have as well. And that's why I created the Tribe of Leaders Biz School. Get the accountability, the training, and the knowledge base in a community of like-minded people who are there to support you. Go ahead and check it out. It's thetribeofleaders.com.